1: So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled to order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our 5 Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session
0: IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash Malt to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe – You could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend.
1: Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Hey big Geeks, it's Friday, it's 5pm and this is the podcast that you can use to wind yourself down ready for the weekend over a pint. Bradley, how are you doing?
0: I'm alright mate, yeah I'm pretty good. I was just thinking then about what you could use this podcast for on the friday 5pm a relaxing bath a relaxing bath what could you do yeah these days you're not going to be on a train probably so you could be no. in a bath you could be sat at your 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 desk in your bedroom uh come uh living room if you live in a studio apartment uh doing doing your <laughs> your your job that you hate uh for, <laughs> for <laughs> the idea is you, you
1: finish the job exactly then you listen to us well, i'm saying nonsense, it can yes. lift
0: it can lift your your experience of the world hopefully johnny because i don't know what what week are we in now to pandemic it must be uh we're into the thousands fucking hell it feels like it certainly um <laughs> I and mean, you know I, I don't know mate we've had I, i've started having strange lucid dreams about stuff um like last night, I don't often remember my dreams, but last night I remember my dream. I said I wasn't going to go on a tangent this soon, but I am going to now. Because um, <laughs> it's such a weird, specific dream, right? I had a dream that all plastics that were the colour red, so red plastic, had suddenly become um, outlawed because it was poisonous. So anything that was made of red plastic was being recalled and destroyed. Um I don't know why. I, feel, I I don't know what it was about, the colour red. Uh, and it, I was watching... Well, it's the colour of Danger, Brad. Maybe you're onto Maybe something. On Maybe something. we've got a, a
1: Will Smith concussion style yeah. film in this.
0: Right. And But it was heartbreaking because I was thinking about... In my dream, I was like sat watching a TV and all the news uh, coverage of, you know, the plastic things that are red that were being destroyed. And uh, I was watching this particular newsreel of um, men in hazmat suits picking out all of the red Lego uh, pieces out of sets <laughs> um, and I was just really heartbroken and then I started to think about you know pizza delivery motorbikes uh the, uh, the classic Honda C90 which is white and red that, that I remember from my childhood and uh thinking about all of all of those that are going to get crushed because they've got uh red fairings on them that are made of plastic um and my whole world started to spiral I, I just thought I don't even like red, but I was thinking about all of the things that are red plastic, Johnny, that we're gonna get. That is a twist. You don't even like the color red. I assumed it was like your second favorite color after orange. It's pretty close to orange. I mean, I love orange. Orange, orange is in my top three colors, probably, but red nowhere, nowhere (laughs) near it. Um, But it's so weird. I, I don't know what it's about. But what I was thinking, Johnny, was what would be your pandemic nightmare if you woke up? I even woke up this morning. And for a second, I thought it was real, that everything that was red plastic had been destroyed. Um, what would be your thing that you'd be totally terrified to wake up and think it's been destroyed because of the pandemic or whatever, or it's a new pandemic?
1: I mean, I think I think if we found out that carbohydrate <laughs> was killing us, because that would rule out beer and bread. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> but you could, you could, yeah, that would be... That would be terrifying. I think cheese equally would also be like, I would be like, what's the point, man? What's the point anymore? No cheese, no carbs. I'm out of here. That's it. Yeah, cheese sandwiches. That's what I have every day for lunch in lockdown, basically.
1: That or instant ramen. And I'm a bit worried about my salt intake as a result. Blimey. But uh, that would that would break
0: me. Well, um, any. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you need to worry about that this week with your uh, exercise regime.
1: Yes, indeed. So good good segue, Brad. We're getting good at this. <laughs> right? We're getting professional. Um, yeah, so this week, I've well, I've got two things that I've done this week. We'll start with the insane amount of cycling that I've been doing. So this week's video was our celebratory homebrew episode in which we decided to brew a beer that had one IBU for every 1,000 of our 100,000 subscribers. Um, and I then spent the rest of this week delivering bottles to people that helped us get to 100k so there's breweries celebrities there's some patreons there's um some pro patreons that i've delivered it to some friends of mine just just to get them to give us like a one or two minute review that we can put to the end of next week's video and that involved more cycling than i've done well, more cycling on a fixie, which is a very different discipline because when you're stopping and starting on a fixie, uh, a traffic light constantly, it's, it's much more knackering than ragging around the fields. So I, I literally, I got into bed last night feeling fine and woke up this morning and could barely move my legs. <laughs> and I only did about 40 miles.
0: 40 miles on like, a fixie. Fixie 40. That's, yeah, that's a Yeah, but over two days. Jesus. Um, why did you choose to use your fixie? and and is this the fixie that had the pink wheels
1: this is the fixie with the pink wheels it's called um it's called the admiral um, <laughs> but i forget why <laughs>
0: the admiral yes.
1: the admiral um no i didn't use my my racing bike because if you use the racing bike then you have to get into the lycra yeah. and then you're a dickhead cycling around central london in lycra on a racing bike yeah like, well, you can, I you can go I, slow I hate on a of, like, Can you go a bit slower? You don't have
0: to I, wear the you,
1: Lycra. You can go slow, but like, I'd need to, like, the pedals are special clip in pedals, oh, so they fix yeah. you in, so you have to wear the special shoes. Yeah. Then, if you're wearing the special shoes with jeans, I mean, it's it's a whole fashion nightmare. Damn. Um, you know, most of the reason that we have mammals, middle aged men in Lycra, is because you look ridiculous <laughs> in anything. I mean, you look ridiculous off the bike in Lycra, but once you get on the bike, if you're in jeans, you look ridiculous. So it's you know it, it's tough to be a middle aged white man brad
0: it is it is you've just made me think back to um my my first one of my first bosses um had a lycra kink, so he was he was like very sexually aroused by lycra <laughs> <Which> <laughs> how did you weird. find this out he told me we were we were quite good friends we used to go drinking in the pub and um so he just really liked like eighties dance yeah yeah yeah, people. yeah. i think his right. probably his all time greatest Uh, spank bank sort of thing you never said this but I imagine it would be like that Eric oh no they're not even wearing it I was thinking the Eric Preeds video where um, you know call on me do you remember that dance video no the girls are wearing Lycra aren't they yeah that's a great video yeah yeah they are yeah yeah yeah. I was thinking more of like fame yeah I mean that video is kind of basically like sort of fame type thing isn't it they're all kind of yeah gyrating 80s neon uh, Lycra people with a very sort of Joe Wick, thinking back, sort of Joe Wick's looking guy, wearing very short shorts. That's leading the dance routine. Um, You've got to wonder how Phil
1: Collins felt about that video. Yeah, it's yeah. very off-brand for him. I heard that he had a um, he had a
0: lycra uh, kink as well, so he was loving. <laughs> He was one of the girls. He was one of the girls. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I
1: spent most of this week cycling. We'll get back to the video in a minute. But before we get too deep into, I don't know, Brad's dream diary, (laughs) I should say that (laughs) this week we also have the next Bubble episode going live. So that goes live midday uh, on Sunday. Tell us a bit about it. that is an
0: interview. Sorry, Johnny. You were going to tell us a bit about it. Tell us a bit about it, Johnny.
1: I was. on a roll. Um, It is an interview with Alex of
0: French Guy Cooking. Amazing.
1: So we chat about the the YouTube game, as he calls it. We talk about his introduction to YouTube, his time when our paths first crossed, when he came third or fourth in the Finder Food Tube Star with Jamie Oliver, um, and the incredible journey that he's been on since, because he is my favourite YouTuber in the world and now i'm lucky enough to to call him a friend as well yeah um so it's a really nice podcast and you can see rob's mind being or hear rob's mind being continually blown by how little money you make on youtube so it's worth it for that
0: nice yeah we love alex alex is an
1: awesome dude um so yeah that goes live sunday at midday should we talk about the video from this week then i guess we better right i mean it was kind of a big one it was a big one, and it was it was one again that I sort of had to tackle mostly on my own. Yeah. But you had you had your fingerprints all over it by the end. You did a proper directorial debut. I did <laughs> in the changes at the end. I did, um, which really helped uh, move it along. So yeah, we've brewed. Um, <laughs> we've, ah, spoiler alert: We've brewed a black IPA. Let's be <laughs> honest, not a red IPA, Johnny. It's a very very dark
0: rouge, mate. Let's let's stick to that story
1: when we do the tasting we'll just have to shine a torch underneath it at all points just out of shot because it's definitely red when you hold it up to the light yeah
0: i think i don't think we need a torch i think we need like a lighthouse or something to to shine <laughs> through it because it's pretty dark <laughs> It is pretty dark.
1: Um but yeah, I mean it was really interesting to use extract, which was you know, each time we do these homebrew videos, we try to introduce something new to learn and, and this this month was A about IBUs, but mostly it was about the use of extract, which is kind of seen as like a macro brewer thing to do. It's kind of seen as, as cheating. But some of the best beers in the world use extract, including Pliny the Elder for a start. Um there ain't nothing so wrong we with it. So we that. wanted to use Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, and we wanted to show that there's nothing wrong with it. It's a really efficient and really clean way of bittering your beer. And you can then just use all those beautiful hops at the end for the aroma and for the flavour. So it's it's an interesting video. Um, I learned so much doing it. Again, huge shout-out to Malt Miller. They don't sponsors or anything. They give us lots of kit and advice and the ingredients, but they're not, not a full-on sponsor. So I can happily say independently they are the best homebrew shop i've ever come across um and huge thanks to them for uh for all the advice in us putting that recipe together although if if them or sean could have pointed out that we were going to end up with a black ipa that would have been great
0: but <laughs> i mean that, that was a that was a malt issue wasn't it like you, you could change the malt bill and get away from the the darkness a little bit but um yeah exactly yeah once once we've tasted it once we
1: taste it, we don't put out the recipe with the first episode. We always put it out with the second once we've tasted it and do the tweaks. So I already know what we're going to do to the malt bill to tweak it, and there's a couple of other ideas I have just to get that beer perfect for when you guys want to brew it.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, with malt miller, they're, they're always incredibly helpful, aren't they? And they they kind of they even like mix up your your malt grains for you and everything, right? They're kind of just awesome.
1: Hey, Dylan, I always get a little note like "Hi, Johnny" or let me let me know when you're packing this and they they always slip a goodie in so i've got lots of little things that they slip going hey try this in your next homebrew and i haven't found a place for it yet but i've got some cool things we can um we can start slipping into some home brews as a surprise as we go into a big year of home brewing Indeed. that we've got planned and we'll actually be able to announce what i keep teasing constantly <laughs> uh in a couple of weeks uh comments bradley did you find anything exciting
0: yeah so um i got a few comments i'd like to like i got one from our discord forum which is our uh one of our patreon subscriber perks which is a sort of really brilliant community on a private uh discord forum um and it was from ian williams one of our one of our patrons uh he and he just said uh, he said, uh, Jesus, I did not need to open this video on my other screen during my Zoom meeting. Terrifying giant Brad face. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was yeah, kind of terrified. The first couple of seconds is, mm. is
1: yeah, it's, it's almost like fish eyed. You're that close yeah, to the lens. I
0: was a bit too close. It's... This is what happens <laughs> when you don't. My camera that I'm using while we're in uh, se- separated from each other is a Fuji X-T3, which is a kick ass camera brilliant stills, brilliant video camera, but it doesn't have a tilty, flippy screen. So it's only got a tilty screen. Um, hence, I couldn't see my, my composition, how to frame myself. Uh, you couldn't see just how close you'd go? No. So I was just sort of getting right down the barrel of the lens because I knew I'd be on camera. And I was using a, a 23mm lens. So I knew I was going to be quite wide. Um, but yeah, it was I was way closer than I thought I was going to be. I mean, it was. I do agree with Ian Williams. It was quite a shock when
1: you sent that footage over to me and I opened it up. I was a bit like, "Whoa!" I mean, but you have very good skin, Bradley.
0: Yeah, it's all right, right? Very good skin. Yeah. Should I tell you my it's So moist. It's uh, drinking water. Well, I drink water, obviously. Um, there's water in beer, right? Um, yeah, about ninety percent. Okay, so I drink. I drink water. Um, and I, I don't wash my face with soap a lot. I just, I, I have very hot, steamy, well, uh, you should never wash your face with soap, Bradley. Well, I think a lot of people do. And I think they strip a lot of their, um, their oils out yeah, of the Yeah, you skin. do. No, so you have got to use special stuff. No, I don't use anything, mate. I just occasionally, I, well, I'd say not anything. I will use it maybe once a week or something on my face, just my face. Everything else gets what, lavaed up, but my face, hot, hot, steamy shower. <laughs> opens up all the pores, uh, get everything out and then splash my face with ice cold water when I get out the shower. That's, that's why uh, I, I, I look like what I look like, I reckon. So, Bradley, yeah. I, I
1: appreciate that, but I have two things to say. One is everybody's skin is different, of course. Yeah. But more importantly, if... Any kind of manscaping company comes to get sponsored by us, <laughs> we're going to have to go back and edit that out and just put you going. I love all manscaping
0: products. Yeah. I rely on them. Well, so, yeah, cool. Okay, I mean, so so I had quite a few <laughs> comments. We had a weird. We had well, we had a nice, uh, um, good edit. though. Live. we had a weird. No, it was nice. <laughs> the like the last live show we did, I got kind of totally bombarded in the comments by. A few individuals that were... Yeah, we got flash mobbed by a hendy, Yeah, it basically. was weird. And they were just sort of saying that they thought I was sexy and stuff, which, you know, you'd think... Well, you are. Well, you'd think it was flattering, but I just felt a little bit... It just freaked me out, basically, mate. I just felt... I had a little bit of a, a wobble, which I'm sure was evident <laughs> to anyone watching it. I just sort of clammed up a bit and, and went a bit red. But um, uh, which, which is what the the male race inflicts on women every single yeah, day. Yeah, so. yeah. I felt pretty objectified to be honest. So I was like, yeah, this ain't cool. But anyway, um, why did I start talking about that? Oh yeah, afterwards, people in our Discord forum were so lovely about it. So I just wanted to say thanks, guys and girls. Um, you know that that support afterwards. People could see I was I was a little bit under under attack, um, and the and the Discord was was really lovely. So um thanks for your support everyone and it did make me feel a bit a bit better after it because you know week on week we put ourselves out on the internet don't we johnny and you know i, I i'm a bit of a wally like i can say stuff that i don't really mean or you know with this this stuff's on the internet forever so sometimes i get a little bit um an- anxious about what i might have said or or done or whatever but you know it was nice to be reassured that i'm not a bad guy and that people people uh, still like me so thanks thanks discord and
1: and a thanks from me as well cuz yeah it did it did shock brad and it kind of shocked me and we we'll take some steps to moderate a bit better um that was a really big live stream there was about i think 3 400 people on there constantly 400 so it was it was more comments than we expected and I couldn't keep up with all the trolling that was going on um but yeah we really appreciate that you guys dealt with it really nicely in the comments and and stuck with us and then yeah checked on Brad afterwards that was really nice yeah um, super nice and that
0: was that was the thing really nice that was you know I was getting harangued in the comments but also people had my back as well uh, which was real nice to see so you know i think we picked up like you say a, a hindu or just a few drunk girls to be honest but um yeah. you know it was nice to see our regulars uh saying you know what are you on about this is all about the beer just leave brad alone and all the rest of it so you know i think we've built such a great community um, and it was you know it was quite reassuring to see that happening as well um on a live show um yeah, yeah, and and the live show you know was a, a
1: huge success. Other than that as well, so um, huge thanks to everybody that, that participated normally because uh, I've had endless messages from viewers and from Beak and from Cave Direct who just thought that it was the most amazing show. And a lot of that's down to Robin who was such a great host. Yeah, um, yeah. but obviously down to everyone in the comments as well, keeping it, keeping it going, keeping it fresh. And we've got our next one lined up for the ninth of April, nice. I believe. Nice uh, with Pahala. Yep. So there's going to be some silly ass beers in there. It could, could get a little bit drunken on, on this side of the camera. Um, like, like, like they used to back in lockdown when we didn't have so much work to get back to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, be- the beers were, were stellar, weren't they? On, on I think they were some of the best beers we've had from, from Beak there. Um, I particularly liked the, the Pills. I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, I could drink a lot of yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a magic
1: beer, that one. Just yeah. It was a shame really, really to know good. that
0: that was the only batch they've made. Um, you know, you kind of hope that these these sort of... Uh, when you taste a beer like that, you hope that it's a regular thing, that, you know, there's there's another tank of it coming. Don't worry, don't don't panic. There's going to be more soon. Um, and, you, and you know, hearing from Robin saying that, no, no, that was it. We've just brewed like... We haven't got the tank space. That was it. Um know kind of shocking obviously they're going to make it again but i was like damn i want to be able to buy this all the time it's so good
1: this summer i'm going to be hosting talks at the manchester bristol and london craft beer festivals giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings rare beer pours meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, I mean, I think they are going to make it again. They said that it's in the brewing schedule, but their only core beer is is Parade, I think. Yeah. So, um, And also, you know, lagers tie every tank for so long that you really need to know it's going to shift. In the time that it's in there, you could probably release two or even three New England IPAs. Yeah. So that's, that's a struggle. If you love lager, buy it whenever you see it. Keep that's it keep, keep reassuring brewers that it's a, a thing they can make money from
0: and i and you know i think we should start a kickstarter campaign for them to buy uh a dedicated lager in tank um <laughs> so we can i mean how great would that be if you could go there and know that you could get a tank fresh lager um wait on your visit that Would be a lovely addition wouldn't Oof. it yeah that'd be amazing yeah. amazing Mm. Cool. So my
1: comment from the video um, on a completely different topic, really from from how amazing the lager was from the live show, um, was from Ben Wideman, who said, remember a decade ago when every West Coast brewer was bragging on their IPA label about how many IBUs they had? This was a lovely nostalgic video for me. And we had a couple of comments along this lines about people talking about when IBUs were sort of the measure of quality. It wasn't grams per liter of hops. It was... It was basically how early you added them to the boil was what you were bragging about. yeah. Um, and that sort of reached its logical conclusion with McKellar 1000 IBU, which uh, wasn't a great beer, but it, it didn't taste like a 1000 IBUs by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's, you know, for me, it's a real shame that bitterness has disappeared. It, for me, it's one of the things that marks a beer aside, apart from, you know, from. Meads and and ciders and stuff particularly on the wild end that hint of bitterness is really vital to what a beer is and adds structure to it so it finishes big so all the new england ipas i love um probably have a a decent whack of bitterness like 30 40 not 30 40 50 ibus that's that's where i like my new england bitterness to sit
0: i i agree and I, and i think you know what was what was nice about that comment uh, from ben was you know it, it, that idea of nostalgia taking him back to the sort of west coast uh style of IPAs which for me and you I know was were kind of our gateway beers that got us into the got us into craft beer channel um really let's be honest so i think it's a real nice full circle to to be brewing something that's that is nostalgic like that that um you know to sort of celebrate the point what we've got to and look back at where we came from. It's just a nice little uh, circular thing, mate. Loving it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I I'm not sure how many beers we had at 100 IBU. But yeah, most of the beers we've had true. would have been like 50, 60, 70. Yeah. Um, and it's great to brew some West Coast stuff. And hopefully in a couple of months, we're going to be brewing a very special West Coast IPA as well. So um, it's bitterness is coming back. Black IPA is coming back. You heard the news, Bradders?
0: No way. Really? Bit, the BIPA
1: comebacks happening. Wow. Um, i'm i'm working on an article for good beer hunting all about it at the moment and diving into the history of it the guy who invented the new england ipa also invented the black ipa so he invented the coolest style and the least cool style
0: yeah there you go it's um, it's like um i'm trying to think of a musical equivalent of that phil collins yeah back, probably phil collins going back Gen- to phil genesis collins.
1: being ultra cool yeah. and then suddenly he was doing um easy lover which is a banger actually to i be mean fair. all phil collins maybe does true colors is a better one rich.
0: did you know you probably do know this phil collins is the most sampled man in rap music um how fucking is weird that is right him? yeah that's mad isn't it um yeah for for i'm going to have to verify that yeah, fact yeah I'm yeah have yeah have to... well there's so there's there's that and then yeah actually we won't go into that i could go down all different paths of 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 stuff like that um the most sampled <laughs> thing ever that has spawned lots of different, sort of almost different genres of music, like drum and bass, for instance, um, and Jungle, um, is a is a break, a drum break from, I think it's a 60s tune, uh, which is called, where well, it's known as the Amen Break. And basically it's it's this amazing little drum break that, uh, you know, Jungle might have speeded it up a bit more, drum and bass is, is kind of like you know the same or whatever but uh this this particular one sample from a from an old vinyl record is the thing that has spawned loads of different genres um which i always find amazing uh and you can actually that you can watch like documentaries about the Al- amen break on uh, youtube and elsewhere um but yeah i wonder like so this this guy is is uh the guy that invented both of those styles you know you got a got to have mad respect for someone that can uh pump out the, like you say the coolest thing and the least cool thing that's a <laughs> wide that's a wide-ranging brain um and you know to have a brain that could just think of two things that are so outside of the box um is great well i mean it, it all comes from him uh, as Greg Noonan
1: who was the uh the Vermont brewery and pub um which is where John Kimmich trained um It all comes from understanding and researching British, British brewing, basically. It always, all of the American sort of inventions always start coming back to Britain. Um, And increasingly now it's more about Czech Republic and Germany and Belgium. But to start with, it was all, all British brewing that was exciting them um but anyway this podcast is starting to spiral out of control and i want to save my exciting bipper chat for once the good hunting article is out and people can read it
0: um so we do have a question this week wow i thought we were drawing to the end there johnny i was like man i went on a second ramble no no i
1: i i made people think it was over i made them think oh i'm gonna have to get out the bar but no (laughs) but no Um, So this week, we've got a question from who's essentially the third host of this podcast at this point. Um, And that is Sean Brewer, who's just keeping us propped up with questions. If you guys want to send in a question like Sean does, um, all you have to do is email a question or email a recording of a question, ideally, uh, to craftbeerboys at gmail.com. And we promise we will read it or play it and we will answer the question. Uh, But I allowed Sean to have another one because his question is great you ready bradders i think so hi johnny and brad sean brewer here now we all try our hardest not to be a craft beer snob however in the past i must admit i've overstepped the line for instance on the stag do during a game of beer pong i refused to take part with the cups filled with a macro lager i had to go to a nearest corner shop and find the nearest craft beer substitute I could, which was Sam Adams' Boston Lager, in the end I ended up (coughs) rather drunk and realised I probably didn't need to be so particular in this instance. Do you have any similar stories where you've just perhaps overstepped the boundary and become more of a preacher than an educator? Cheers, loving beer! So thanks, Sean. I think if you've been in craft beer for a while, we've all got stories a little bit like that. And I think it's part of the phase of getting into craft beer where you feel like you have to show your stripes and, and nail your colours to the mast and be like, no, I only drink independent. And it slowly sort of peters out as you realise that's not really a sustainable life choice. Um i I've never had one quite like that. I've never got really drunk as a result of refusing to drink macro, but i did I've had a couple of friends who have when we've all been organizing to go for drinks, um, they'll all be like, Don't let Johnny choose the place because otherwise we'll have to go to somewhere wanky and shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I've become known as the person who's like, Oh, let's check out this you know unknown brewery in the middle of nowhere that doesn't really have proper seating. Uh, and there's no food available and we'll have to get a taxi there um so now yeah i was i was removed from the responsibility of picking places to go drink for a while
0: damn um, remove the beer expert but- from where to drink I you know, must have right? been a real arsehole johnny
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think i wasn't being an ass. i just think like i wanted to go somewhere new and exciting and they just wanted to go somewhere comfortable
0: with with yeah. With beer. Well, I think. Or this this is the thing, when you're you're spending a bit of time with, with friends, especially old friends, who maybe don't quite share the passion that you share. Um sometimes they just they just want to go and have a pint of uh you know, Guinness or some terrible lager, um and, and just catch up with you being an old buddy. And they, they 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 you know, they they're not they're not into it in the same way we are. And they, they can't see the value or somehow that that kind of what perceived pomposity would get in the way of them just having a good old fashioned nostalgic time. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, Johnny. Maybe it's like they don't want things to change. So, well, I think it's that. But I think it's also
1: just like certainly until the last couple of years in the UK, craft beer bars weren't always particularly like nice places to hang out. They were very industrial, or they were literally very industrial. Like you were sat on hard benches in cold warehouses and stuff. And it's only recently that good beers got out to a standard pub and stuff. So I think it's definitely got easier for me. Like I can suggest now places like the Old Fountain because it's a good pub that's comfortable and there's good beer. But that was probably an exception back when my friends were like, don't let Johnny choose, please, because he'll take us to the Bermondsey beer mile <laughs> and we'll be sat freezing our nips off.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? There's the, These days, we, well, I say these days, not the last year, but prior to that, we've kind of been spoilt by a, a, a whole bevy of new bars opening up and old pubs getting great beers in. Um, yeah, the scene has really <clears throat> come to fruition, I would have, I would have say, uh, said, to, to, to the point where you could go into almost any pub and, and and there's going to be a can fridge, which is going to have some decent stuff in it.
1: Yeah, I'd say like half the pubs, because the other half are tied. tied and, you yeah. know, you might be lucky to get like... If you're really lucky, you'll get Punk IPA. If you're unlucky, you'll get like the new awful Lagunitas IPA or something. But yeah. I wouldn't buy that because it's, it's I, high. I high cry cold, a little I, tear every Guinness. time I
0: think about Lagunitas. But hey, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I, I, I really got a lot to add to that other than... Well, you're not a snob at
1: all, are you, Brad? You'll ah, you'll you'll it. drink whatever's Whoa. in a nice place, and and yeah. if you can hang out with your friends, right? yeah.
0: I mean, I guess, yeah, that's it. I'm less of a I'm less of a beer snob, and I'm more of an experiential kind of person. Well, you are as well, but um, you you're more. Uh, I won't say discerning because we're both discerning, but you've got more of a a stance, whereas I'm more like, you <laughs> know, I'm just happy to be here. I'll, I'll, yeah cool that looks that looks wet and oh it tastes nice yeah give me one of those thank you like, that is very much your vibe i love that i'm brad and i'm just happy to be here. yeah yeah i'm like uh i'm like a sort of labrador or something i'm just i'm just happy to be out i'm happy to be out johnny sod your sod your old friends johnny i'm always up for going to uh a bleak industrial estate to sample some delicious juice or some haze or some darkness um you know Bring it on, man! Awesome sour or whatever. I'm I'm there for you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, just
1: before we close out this week, I just wanted to uh, go back to Sean's comment because his final sign-off was amazing. Like where he said, like um, examples of where you've become a preacher, not an educator. How good is that? Preacher, not an educator. Never be a preacher. You know, yeah. preaching's about faith. We don't know the answers. You're trying to convince people of something you don't know is true. Whereas an educator's like, this is the stuff we know and I'm going to tell you it and then you can make your own decisions off the back of it. Like, that is a wonderful way of explaining the difference between a beer geek and a beer snob. Like and it. You should never never be a preacher. It's a... It's, uh, a really nice bit of phrasing, shot. Sure. So thank you. I'm stealing that. You'll see that on the next Craft Beer Channel video. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. It makes me think of... Uh, I'm just going to take on a slight uh, tangent again, Johnny. Did you ever watch Nathan Barley? The um, Yeah. Yeah, so like Dan Ashcroft, the preacher man, uh, who, who hated <laughs> all of the idiots, the rise of the idiots, and all of this stuff. That's That, that has just made me think of uh, Dan Ashcroft as the preacher man when, when he, he actually goes out in a preacher outfit to uh, a thing to sort of keep his job. Um, they dress him up <laughs> like an idiot and he becomes an idiot, which is brilliant. Um, yeah, that's what can happen to you. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't seen Nathan Barley, um, it's on 4OD. Go and check it out. It, it prophesied uh, East London, essentially, um, well over a decade ago. Uh probably approaching maybe like 15 years ago. It was it was staying. Yeah, so. I think longer than that. Yeah. 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 It was brilliant yeah. um, and hilarious. So it, go and check it out on 4 O D. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure
1: hanging with you, Brad. I'm yeah. glad I'm I'm just happy you were there. Exactly. Um, everybody, everybody else, make sure you're there on Sunday at midday for our podcast with Alex. And then join us next week, fingers crossed for the next episode of our home brew, though that depends if the nine people reviewing the beer all get their videos back in time cheers guys the bubble podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind youtube's craft beer channel head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes if you love what we do please 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 do subscribe and even join our patreon at patreon.com slash craft channel love and beer